Hello and welcome back to Three Princesses in a Muggle World. My name is Jenny and I am joined as always by my two great friends and co-hosts. We have... Hey everyone, it's Amber. And... And it's Casey. And we just want to welcome you guys back. Thank you for listening. Yes. And thank you for following and please play along with some of the games and questions and stuff that we ask on our social media because we love hearing from you guys. And uh, and you can find us on Facebook and on Instagram by searching Three Princesses in a Muggle World. That is the number three, not the word spelled out and muggle world is all one word and i also want to take a moment to wish a happy birthday to the best boss that i've ever had and his girlfriend mickey mouse and minnie mouse today they are i don't even know how old but today as in the day that we are (laughs) recording this it is their birthday so happy birthday i didn't know that that's cool yeah i totally missed that (laughs) you think i should know this stuff we're we should know this stuff in general because you know we're doing a disney podcast right now it's fine okay so in today's podcast it's we've decided to finally actually do an introductory podcast for casey since you know Jenny and I, we we did an introduction podcast where we answered some questions about ourselves and explained why we felt we were qualified to put on this podcast. We've gotten to know Casey fairly well, so I don't know about you guys, but I think I can probably guess most of her answers to the questions we're going to be asking her today, just based off of what we've talked about in the past. But we decided it still would be a good idea to actually give her a chance to kind of introduce herself a little bit more and that, and make sure we specifically address some of her favorites and different things like that. So without I, further to I do, do have I do have something oh. to say. So we did do a little bit of an introduction to Casey when she came on just as a guest. But now that Casey is in the title of our podcast it's now three princesses not just two that's why we feel like we want to get to know her a little bit better and also i do have one question that was not written down because it just popped into my mind but casey why do you feel like you're qualified to be on a disney slash harry potter podcast oh geez i was not prepared (laughs) for this question that's not fair (laughs) um I definitely feel I'm more qualified in the Harry Potter aspect of it because, like you two, it was um, an obsession borderlining on terrifying how obsessed <laughs> with Harry Potter I was and kind of still am. Um, as for Disney, I'm, I'm still a, probably what you would consider a newcomer. But I'm very opinionated, and I feel my opinions reign supreme, so I think I can speak on it. <laughs> no, that was very... <laughs> I'm, I'm really not that self-absorbed, but... I think that's a good answer. I like that answer. 
And just in case people have kind of forgotten a little bit of our backstory and that, I became friends with Jenny first and that because we were both in the same class. But at For lunchtime. I thought you meant before Casey because Casey and I have no. known each other longer. Yeah. <laughs> but at lunchtime, Casey and Jenny were already hanging out because they were already friends from a previous year. And, that, and so I just kind of tagged along. And that. And. The names that we go by in this podcast, as everybody knows, these are not our actual names, but the names we go by are names that we came up with when we decided during lunch recess one day that we were Harry Potter nerd enough that we wanted to create our own Harry Potter story where we were Harry Potter's triplet daughters. So, that is... live-action role-playing before we knew that was a thing. (laughs) Yep, it's true. We were doing that before it was a thing. And um, to put in a little bit more, I met Casey um, the second day after my family had moved. I was brand new to the school, brand new to the city. And um, let's just say I hate change. (laughs) And uh, Casey and I became friends because Foursquare was big. And then suddenly the new craze was Hacky Sack. That probably ages us a little bit. Um, yeah, <laughs> it does. Age, That's all we had was Foursquare. <laughs> and so Casey um, suggested that she would teach me how to play Foursquare better because where I had come from, we didn't play Foursquare that much. We played like other stuff. I don't even remember. That was so long ago. Anyway, so that's how Casey and I started to hang out. Um, as far as, you'll, Casey, you'll have to say what your experience with Amber and when she first became our friend was, because I don't know what's going on in your mind. But I still remember, like, Amber and I had started talking a little bit in class, but I wasn't, I mean, as I've discussed, I didn't realize how close Amber and my friendship was until Amber invited me over for a sleepover. <laughs> and I got, like, one of the like main spots to sleep in and I was like oh I guess that's how close we are but I still remember one day Amber like you (laughs) I still remember one day Amber came to our lunch table and I thought it was the most awkward thing because I was just like oh suddenly we're bringing like two facets of my life together (laughs) my fifth grade classmates and my sixth grade ones this is weird (laughs) The best part is, is I am so antisocial now. Like, <laughs> hearing all this stuff about me, I was like, I used to be social. I used to actually do that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was weird to me. Yeah, I, she just one day was there and I was like, wait, who's that? And then she just started talking about Harry Potter. I'm like, all right, cool. You can stay. <laughs> And then it was just, she was just a part of life. She was just there. Yep. I just, I, I, I came, I inserted myself, and I was like, I'm here to stay. Yep. And, and she did. All, the, all of my friends, like, know her. Even now, like, where I currently live, where most of my friends have never met her before, I'm like, you know my friend? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know her. I'm like, 
okay and that's how it is with Casey as well like I can just be like my friend Casey <laughs> insert her real name here <laughs> and they'll be like oh yeah totally know who you're talking about or they'll be like is that the one that you did the podcast with I'm like yeah and they're like so do you see each other every week I'm like no they live in California <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's fun but, but okay moving on let's let's dig into Casey a little bit my so, Casey, tell us what uh, some of your favorite Disney movies are. All right, so favorite Disney movies. I feel like over the course of, you know, the podcast we've done, a lot of them have come to light, you know, like Night Before Christmas I've talked about, I've talked about Peter Pan. Um, so I kind of wanted to also talk about favorites that I had growing up that maybe are less well-known. Um, so, have either of you seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes. I did a long, long time ago. I could not tell you what it was about. I I saw it a long time ago, and then I forgot, like, what it was like, and I watched it with my toddler, and I was like, oh Oh, my gosh. That's a bad mistake. Uh-oh. Yeah, I was like, yeah, no, no, okay, mental note, don't watch Who Framed Roger Roger Rabbit with your child. Nope. <laughs> it's like yeah. a mix between live action and animated. And I I watched it growing up with my dad quite a bit. And I don't know, it was just my favorite because of that, but definitely not kid appropriate. Um, <laughs> I mean, I honestly, not- that's like the only thing I remember about it is that it was not kid appropriate. My parents I mean, were sitting there watching it with us and they're like, oh boy. <laughs> it's literally about a murder. So <laughs> definitely kid-friendly well, um, not only that put the the innuendos in there yeah. well we've, we've talked about disney's just full of those but who framed roger rabbit didn't try to hide them though yeah i don't think it was ever intended for children i don't know what it's rated but i don't think it was ever intended for children i don't well, know what it's rated either but that was one of my favorites growing up um same with Homeward Bound. We had that on VHS and growing up, we didn't have a whole lot of VHSs or DVDs or anything. So we had like a small amount that we would just rotate through because we didn't have satellite. We didn't, we had antenna and it had. But I mean, it's like anybody really channels. surprised that one of her favorite movies is about dogs? Because <laughs> I'm not. Talking dogs and it's so wholesome and I love it. Um, Inspector Gadget, I did not, which I didn't know was Disney until I was going through Disney movies, but Matthew Broderick, another classic. So, those are some of my kind of top lesser well-known or ones we haven't yet talked about Disney movies. Kind of random, but did you know that the voice of Chance from Homeward Bound is Marty McFly? From Back to the Future. Yeah, it is. No, I did not. Now I need to go watch Back to the Future and Homeward Bound. I know what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm like, I know that that actor's name is really famous, but it just ran out of my head, so I'm not going to try. Oh, no. I I don't know. I just forgot it, too. I don't don't know actors and actresses' names very well. There's only a few. Michael J. Fox, that's it. That's it. That's his name. Mm-hmm. 
Now no one will be mad at us. <laughs> okay, Casey. Um, I'm going to shake it up a little bit and move over to the Harry Potter side of our podcast. So, um, how about you explain a little bit more about your Hogwarts house? I mean, we all know what your Hogwarts house is, but explain a little bit more how you like came to the realization, because I know that you've told us before that you used to think you were a Gryffindor, and... Pottermore said no. So I think from the start, I wanted to be Gryffindor. Like everybody wanted to be Gryffindor because that was what the main characters were. You know, they were the good guys. Gryffindor equals good guys. And that's what anyone ever wanted to be. But just as I grew older, you know, the traits from Slytherin just fit me more because you know, they are, <laughs> I'm trying to say it in a good way, because everyone just accumulates Slytherin to evil, cunning, conniving, which, I mean, yeah, sometimes, if you get on the bad side, but, I don't know, it just always, it fit better, I, I, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, it just, that's just me. I'm going to try to say this without sounding really mean, but I feel like growing up with you as a friend, I was like always the sunshiny one and uh, you were not. So I feel like that's what our <laughs> dynamic very, was. Okay, I will say I was a very angry and slightly depressed child. Yes, you were. Not without reason, but I won't dive into reasons, but I was a very angry, unhappy child. So that is a lot of Slytherin. You know, Slytherins are very dark. They they live in a dungeon, but it just fit my aesthetic, my personality, and now I kind of cling, I think, to more of the positive aspects of Slytherin. You know, like the ambitiousness, the resourcefulness, determined. You know, once I have a problem in front of me, I'm going to figure out that problem no matter how long it takes me to do it, how much it angers me how upset I'm gonna I'm gonna beat the problem it's not gonna win so yeah you You again you're a witch and we need to burn you (laughs) (laughs) um I tell everybody about that I'm like yeah you know I have one friend who says that if you sneeze three times there's no blessing good enough and you're already possessed so (laughs) You just showed my folder in the skin. <laughs> okay, so now I will proceed with what I was about to say before I was interrupted. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm just Poor giving you a hard time. Um, so one thing that like has been floating around like probably for years but I've noticed it a lot lately and it's kind of stuck out to me and that and it's some I get some memes that go around that not all Slytherins are bad and not all Gryffindors are good because if you think about it Slughorn was a Slytherin and he's not a bad guy like does he have some of the most wonderful qualities about him? No. Does he do things like have a slug club type thing where he definitely worships and puts people on pedestals based off of 
who they are absolutely and that and so like he definitely has negative qualities about him but he's not a bad person like he fought in the battle of hogwarts on the side of harry and uh, and then not all gryffindors are good you've got peter pettigrew mm-hmm. and that who we've already talked how much we hate peter pettigrew type i mean there's like, also percy weasley who like abandoned his family so yeah and so you know it's one of those things that like it's really like i think it's really important to stress that just because you're in slytherin does not mean you're going to automatically become a death eater most death eaters are from slytherin Yes, that is a true statement, but that does not mean every Slytherin is a Death Eater. I also I, believe that there's a very, 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 I don't even know how many berries I just said, but a very thin line between being a Slytherin and being a Gryffindor. And really, the only difference is, is their motivation. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen somewhere before... Well, obviously, a lot of different places believe that the main trio, Harry, Ron, and Hermione, they shouldn't have all been in Gryffindor. And so one of the things that I've seen is that Hermione should have actually been in Slytherin because, I mean, she cares about people. Yes, that's true. But also what she cares about a lot is, like, making herself better than other people, you know, trying to be smarter and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And, like, she has reasons for that. So a lot of people are like, Hermione should be in Ravenclaw because she's so smart. But some people are like, maybe she should be in Slytherin because she is very ambitious for her own game to prove that she is better than just being a muggle-born. I think the the thought behind Slytherin equal bad, Gryffindor equals good is because for the first, maybe even half of the series, that's how it played out. I mean, take Slughorn. We didn't see Slughorn until the end. So up until that point, there really wasn't any good Slytherin characters. They were all, you know, we had Draco, we had Crab and Goyle, Snape. We only saw the more negative characters of Slytherin for the longest time. And we didn't really see any bad Gryffindors. Um, You know, even with Peter Pettigrew, it wasn't, at least not in the movie, it wasn't super clear that he was a Gryffindor they didn't make that distinction so you know growing up for us especially since when we grew up telling our age again the whole series was not out (laughs) we had wait we were we were the ones who you go to Walmart 11 o'clock wait in line to get the next book so for a long time we only saw (laughs) in the midnight premieres of the movies (laughs) also good times saw the bad characters for like the first what is that the first five novels we yeah. never saw, i'm trying to remember when slughorn comes in so he comes in in sixth yeah he was the first good or at least more good slytherin that we had seen so i think that's yeah. kind of where it comes from slytherin bad gryffindor good Oh yeah, I I definitely had that mentality for years. I want to say I almost had that mentality even after like Slughorn came in because of the fact that that mentality had been drilled into me for so long. And I do and have that, to give it, it to J.K. Rowling because that's how she wrote the books. And a good author makes you believe what they want you to believe. Exactly. Well, 
And I think it's also because that's how Harry saw them. You know, he was our main narrator, and that's how he saw them. Slytherin bad, Gryffindor good. Because he was, you know, like us, a kid growing up, and that was his experiences. So that's kind of why we trusted in that. We trusted in what he was believing and what he was seeing. Yeah. Guys, I feel like we could have a whole episode just dissecting the different Hogwarts houses. (laughs) Mental note made. Yes. I'll add it to the list. Because, believe me, I want to talk about Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff and how, like, they barely even get any spot in, like, the books and movies because they really should. Yeah. I I do have the founders on our list, so maybe we could do it. Like, when we talk about the founders, talk about our feelings of the houses. So, okay. Now, Casey, favorite Disneyland ride? So, this was a tough one. A lot of the questions about favorite Disneyland stuff was tough. Um, I think I mentioned this before, but I have not been to Disneyland as much as (laughs) Jenny and Amber, but I don't think anybody has been as much as (laughs) What crazy talk? Shut up. So I've actually only been twice in my life. Um, one of those, I was a very small child and barely remember it. So I'm really only going off of our senior year, <laughs> our eighth year trip um, that we went on. And what I'm <laughs> to preface to preface this trip. They had us wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, drive to California, and we were all super exhausted. But, you know, it was worth it. It was. (laughs) But I was slightly tempted to choose It's a Small World only (laughs) because that is the longest ride you can sit on. And that was a glorious, what is it, like a 15-minute ride of just sitting in a boat? Yeah. <laughs> After all day long of walking around from being up at, and I didn't, I didn't actually go to sleep. I was like, because we had, you know, graduation, the ceremony, and then I think we did something else. And then we had like dinner with our families and then we had to go to the bus and start this drive. So I didn't actually sleep from our graduation ceremony until we got back. So I was up at like 24 hours at that point. So it's a small world. It was glorious to sit um but ultimately I really liked Splash Mountain that was I always loved those kind of rides so that that's probably my favorite I have to um put in this one because uh Jenny made me go on it and I um partially hold the grudge on her sounds familiar Uh, (laughs) what this Jenny person she must be a really awesome friend she's not the adjective I would use but Quite honestly, I don't remember making you go on it, Casey. I remember making Amber go on it, but I don't remember making no. you go on it. Well, should we tell everybody what we're talking about? Because we all yeah. know what we're talking about. But... Yeah. It's it's the Tower of Terror. <laughs> I, I don't... Heights are not an issue for me. I don't mind the heights. But the feeling when you're falling... I absolutely hate that. That That is is my dad's favorite part. (laughs) That is my worst feeling when I feel like I'm just free falling. You know, like Splash Mountain, roller coasters, things like that, where you're in something that's controlled, that doesn't bother me. 
coming from a high point on a roller coaster and going down, that doesn't bother me. But feeling like I'm just free falling is the absolute worst feeling for my body. It's like a physical thing response. I hate it. I hate it. And how dare you? <laughs> okay, it's so. <laughs> not that I'm trying to defend myself, because honestly, that's not where I'm going with this conversation. <laughs> I could you try to defend myself, so but I'm not going to. Um, so first of all, like I said, that is actually my dad's favorite part of Tower of Terror is that feeling of free falling. In fact, him and my brothers have figured out that like if you put like a bag or something like on your lap and then like you make it so that the strap goes over the bag and then like you move the bag, then you can like free fall more. And it's like it's their absolute favorite feeling. Not even joking. <laughs> um, so there's that. And then also I was actually just talking about one of our other trips to an amusement park today with one of my coworkers. Um, as we have before stated, I live in Utah and um, Amber and Casey ha- are both from Utah. And so we have an amusement park here called Lagoon. And um, every, almost every year it felt like our middle school slash high school would take us to lagoon for a day and i'm pretty sure i went to lagoon with both of you guys and it was like it was like pulling teeth to get them to go on any of the rides like rattlesnake rapids which is a rapids ride was um easy because you'd just been on a hot bus in the middle of like summer because it was like towards the end of the school year and so it's like duh we're gonna go get wet but then like Going on any other rides, it was like pulling teeth. Like, I got Casey to go on one of those rides. It's like the boat that swings back and forth. And then I could barely get her to go get on another ride because she was just like, I'm cool with this ride. So the fact that I was able to get you to go on any rides when we were at Disneyland, (laughs) I am very proud of. Okay. (laughs) Okay, like, I don't do upside down and I don't do free falling. Like, those are my limits. And actually, that's like, that was... I am convinced that that line for me is like an unconscious body response to protect myself because I have a heart condition. I shouldn't be going that because I'll pass out. <laughs> so I feel it like does make sense. My, body, my body just knew, do not do this thing. Do not go upside down. Do not free fall. Don't do that. For me, the whole going upside down is this irrational fear of mine. Like, I know it's irrational, but I have this... Because of how tiny I used to always be, I'm not so tiny anymore, but I have this irrational fear that I'm going to slide right through the bars. (laughs) And just fall. Like, I just... I mean, you both were really tiny when we were growing up. I was always jealous of your figures. Let's be honest here. I I had that fear, too. And then Final Destination 3 completely ruined it for me. For those unfamiliar, the whole thing is there's an accident on the roller coaster and everyone dies. So, yeah, no no upside down roller coaster for me. (laughs) Nope. Oh, well, as much fun as this has been to uh, be upset with me about Tower of Terror, which still one of my favorite rides, guys. Um, Casey, what is who is your Harry, your favorite Harry Potter character? 
again, I've talked about this. I think this was very clear on my very first podcast when we talked about Marauders. Um, but clearly it's Sirius Black. But again, I wanted to kind of bring up my other favorite that hasn't been talked about much. Um, I think we touched on her very slightly, but um, Nymphadora Tonks, who was um, Ramus's wife, um, but she's awesome in her own right. She is, um, what is it? What is it called? Oh, her, her ability is, to change yeah. her. She's able to change herself into anything, kind of like an animagus, but it's not an animagus. What? She was born that way. Yeah, so she's been able to do it like for I don't remember what it's called. I'm trying to see if Google. Um, something morphous? I don't know. Oh, metamorphomagus. Probably not pronouncing it right, but she can change into anything she wants. She can change her look. She can become an animal. And she's also just a really great person and personality-wise. She's kind of a trickster similar to, you know, Fred and George. Um, she's just awesome. I love her, and we did not get enough of her in the movies. Totally agree. Yep. They did her dirty. And we, we've had an episode about how they did them dirty, but we might have to re-talk about yeah. that sometime because I have Part- thoughts. <laughs> okay. Disneyland Treats! Alright, so Disneyland Treats, again, I've, I only remember going out one time and that was when I was a poor high schooler and I didn't have, you know, adult money to buy anything with. So I just looked at and made a list of things I really, really want to try because it sounds amazing. And maybe if you guys have had these, you can tell me how amazing they are. But I really want to try the churro toffee. That's um, really good. Freaking toffee in a churro dipped in sugar doesn't get better than that. Um Raspberry Rose macarons sound really good. I love macarons, and I love anything raspberry, which another reason I want to try the gray stuff, because I guess it has raspberry in the center. Try the gray stuff. It's delicious. Don't believe me? Ask the dishes. They can sing. They can dance. After all this, this is rants. However, the gray stuff is very good. I tried it a couple of years ago. I went on a trip with my friends, and we went to the Rose Tavern. That's where you get it. It's on the back side of the castle, and it's phenomenal. It's probably, like, way too much sugar for any one person. But, yes. (laughs) So, that's on my list. The white chocolate raspberry chocolate chip cookies sound incredible. Um, frozen strawberry lemonade. That just sounds so good right now. And then the not-so-little chicken sandwich, which I saw a picture of. And the, the chicken patty is like the size of a dinner plate. And I'm like, wow. yeah. Where, where do you get that? <laughs> I have no idea. I just, it I sounds literally... amazing wherever you get it. Uh, it just was on a list of when I looked up, you know, different Disneyland treats, the Nazo Chicken Little Sandwich, and it is a giant beast, and I want to indulge in that. But like, well, I do know that Pim's Kitchen has like a humongous sandwich, and that's like over a hundred bucks. But I'm um, guessing that's not that one. <laughs> when I look it up, it says Avengers Campus. 
Oh, okay. maybe it is at Pim's Kitchen. Maybe it's new. Yeah. But it looks it looks delicious. So, so wanna try some out. Great stuff. It is delicious. And uh, I have had it. I actually had the Halloween themed gray stuff. So it had a little so it, tombstone. It had a little tombstone cookie on it. And that uh, and had um Halloween sprinkles. And I'm super duper excited. I'm planning on trying the Christmas um gray stuff when I go in December. Um but it is one of those things that like it is very, very like rich and sweet. And so I definitely recommend sharing it with at least one other person. Because there's no way I could eat that much wow, by myself. Something if you're saying <laughs> hey, I, I think it's I think it's so funny how you think that people shouldn't eat something all by themselves and then I always prove you wrong. <laughs> I'm just I'm not the only one that says it. I know, but I've it's eaten it by be- myself, and I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, well, it, it's funny because, you know, it's my sister who also says it, which she also said it about the other thing that you're referring to. And <laughs> so, you know. For those of our um, listeners who don't understand our inside joke, um, Amber took me to a restaurant in our hometown once that I had never been to, and she told me that there was this breakfast plate that um, you can either get like a whole one or a half one and they only get half ones in their family and they can't even finish that. And I sat down and I ate the whole half and I'm pretty sure that I was still hungry. Wait, mm-hmm. what restaurant? All-American Diner. Oh, okay. Yep. The chow line. Oh, okay. Um, the other thing that I'm super duper duper excited for is trying the um now my brain just had a brain fart um funnel cake fry things but they're going to be like some sort of Christmassy flavor I don't remember what flavor though but they look amazing so there is a lady on Instagram she is called Disney Hungry um everybody go follow her um anyways she goes to disney like all the time and she eats food there so you know i'm jealous i want to be paid to go to disneyland and eat food (laughs) um but she's obsessed with the churro toffee so right before the pandemic me and my brother went to disneyland together and we actually got churro toffee and it was fantastic like phenomenal and i personally am still a little um Hard. <laughs> Anyways, my favorite one of my favorite treats at Disney is um, the Jack Jack Cookie Num Num, but that's actually at California Adventure, so I don't know if we're counting that. In fact, yes. like when Amber and I went together just in October, I couldn't go into California Adventure because it was sold out, but Amber could, and I told her to get me a Jack Jack Cookie Num Num, and she did. <laughs> so, also Dole Whip. Dole Whip, 100%. Mm-hmm. So I just looked it up. It's pumpkin cheesecake funnel cake. Oh, my God. That sounds fantastic. Really I'm good. so excited, guys. 
Okay, so let's move on before we make me so hungry that I go okay. eat stuff that I shouldn't right now. Okay, so Casey, what is your favorite Harry Potter movie and why? So mine, again, I talked about how much I love Prisoner of Azkaban. It's an incredible book, and I feel like the movie does it so well, and I feel like that depiction of Harry is the closest to book form Harry, but I also, and this is kind of weird, I also really like Goblet of Fire movie, even though I feel like that's probably least like its book. They change a lot of stuff in it. But I don't know. I just really love, um, you know, the Triwizard Tournament aspect of it, seeing all the different um, things that they have to do. We've got Cedric Diggory in there. I'm never going to say no to Cedric Diggory. Um, so it's kind of like a tie. There's um, this video on TikTok that Amber sent me, and it's pretty much like this girl is asking a bunch of Harry Potter questions, and you have to, like, answer, like, as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, you're supposed to like stitch it, but I don't do that. And um, when it comes to like Harry Potter movie and um, Harry Potter book, I mean, my favorite book will always be Prisoner of Azkaban <laughs> because I just love Sirius Black so much. <laughs> but quite honestly, my favorite Harry Potter movie is probably... Per- um, Harry Potter 7 Part 2, which is really weird, but I like it. (laughs) But when the girl does ask that on the TikTok video, like the first time I watched that TikTok video, I like froze. I'm like, crap, I don't know. (laughs) It's hard to choose. It really is when you take out Prisoner of Azkaban, because I think that's everyone's favorite, of course. I just love the aspect that, like, Harry doesn't really have a family because we don't really count the Dursleys. And then, like, suddenly he's given Sirius Black, which is probably why book number five is my least favorite. Mm. (laughs) I think it's just Sirius Black could have been some random stranger, not Harry's godfather, and I still would have loved him. It's true. Mm -hmm. I also like all the little thoughts that people are like, um, Sirius should have just kidnapped Harry and like raised him and stuff like that. So yes, yes, he should have. Okay, favorite Disney princess. This one was another hard one, but ultimately I had to go with my girl Ariel. I loved her growing up because I felt I don't know like really connected to her for some reason, um, because. Even though I grew up in Utah, I was originally from California. I was born in California and lived there till I was nine. And my dad and I and my sister, we went to the beach almost every single day. So I really related to Ariel with the whole ocean connection type of deal. So I think I was even Ariel for Halloween a couple of years in a row because I loved her so much. <laughs> She's a good one. Mm-hmm. She's got red hair. Gotta like that. I I was a redhead for a little bit. Yes, you were. In fact, I dressed up as Ariel for for school, and I had red hair. 
all had red hair at some point in time, if you think about it. <laughs> Truth. Mm-hmm. Everyone goes through their red hair moments. <laughs> some some of us just stay in our redhead phase. Um, I was born into it. You've been blonde and brunette a couple of times. I have been, and I'm so currently pretty blonde. Red, you've left the redhead stage too. But I will always be your crazy redhead friend, no matter what color my hair is. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think you already said this, but just to remind us, what is your favorite Harry Potter book? Oh, gee, I don't know, man. That's a, that's a tough one. Um, <clears throat> Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> just for those who did not catch it before when we were talking about the movies and ca- caught it, didn't catch it just now, it was Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> that's so crazy, right? <laughs> shocked. Everyone is Mind shocked. blown. So, before I delve into the next thing, I just have to say, what is it with us and having all three of us having the same obsession with the same type of male fictional characters? (laughs) It's really weird because we don't have the same taste in human men. Okay, but... Here's my thing. My fictional character is very similar to my taste in human men. So I don't know what your guys' problem is, but I'm on brand here. Uh, that's actually pretty true. I've seen some of the guys you've dated. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Actually, some of the guys I've dated are really nothing like. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm not but trying to start. Like... A, I'm not trying to start a war. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. But anyway, go on. Go on. Okay. So favorite print. Uh, Mr. Flynn Rider. Flynn Rider! Everyone loves Flynn Rider. For me, it's the hair, it's the personality, and that is the kind of guy I would love to find in the real world. I have not yet. And no, I have not dated anyone similar to it for some reason. But I hope to one day. So if there's any yeah. Flynn Riders looking out there, looking people out there, uh, drop a comment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, same, except I also don't know how I feel about the bad boy personality of him, but I do love, I love watching him and the thought of him, so that's all that matters. <laughs> um, uh, no, you go. My husband technically went through a bad boy phase, I guess. So, you know, I guess in a way I could say I he's kind of like Flynn Rider. Looks-wise, maybe not so much. But... <laughs> Your husband definitely looks like Kristoff, okay? He does. <laughs> he does pull off the Kristoff vibe. I she's my second favorite, so... Kristoff's so <laughs> my second favorite. So, you know... Well, I mean, he there's also Dimitri. This is true. Anyways. Dang um, it. Curse you, Disney, if... for buying in Anastasia. I don't know if anybody remembers, but my favorite, one of my favorite Disney movies is um, Tangled. And I have to say one of my favorites because um, whenever anybody's like, oh, you like Disney? What's your favorite Disney movie? I'm like, no, no, no. We got to break it into genres, guys, because I cannot just wrap it all up into one neat little package and give it to you. It's not going to happen. Nope. But 
Um, I've realized recently, and I don't know why it took me this long to figure it out, but like, it's because one of my favorite tropes in books and I guess in movies in general, in fiction is the whole haters to lovers, enemies to lovers trope. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the feeling you get entangled. So, yeah. Yes. I see that, yeah. And funny enough is actually what happened with me and my husband. You guys weren't technically enemies. No, never enemies, but I also left my friend's house the day after I'm the day that I met him thinking in my head he's an idiot and I want nothing to do with him. <laughs> so, the you know. Comes out. Oh, he already knows this. I've already told him all of it. <laughs> but, but I yeah. mean, is it true love if you don't have those moments? If you don't start it's... off thinking he's an idiot? This is true. It's, yeah, and he he from the get-go was head over heels for me so you know he thought I was all great and cute and wanted to get to know me better and I was like dude stay away from me you're weird (laughs) and then you married him well he wouldn't give up (laughs) gotta admire that in a man Okay, so Casey, we have been asking you a bunch of questions, and I think we still got a little bit of time. So I, if Amber's okay with us, I'm going to let you pick from our list of questions that we haven't answered before, and me and Amber will answer first, and then you can answer it as well. All right, let me let me see here. Oh, we've got lots to choose from. Let's see, it's a good one. Hmm. All right, I've got one for you two, Disney freaks. What Disney films do you think are just so overrated? So it it, it pains yeah. me to say it. Frozen. Yeah. I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> it... I love Frozen. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely love Frozen. And I'm definitely one of those bandwagoners where, like, you know, a new movie comes out and I'm like, yes, love it. But the reason why I always go back to Tangled is because it never gets old. Whereas Frozen, like, it was just so overdone. Like, even when it came on Once Upon a Time, I was just like, seriously, we have so many other Disney things that we can go from. And you're picking Frozen, which literally just came out, like, not too long ago. I was like, no. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it took me a long time to watch it just because we were in we were in high school when it came out, I think, right? Everyone was singing it. Everyone. Either high school or college. I feel like we were in college, but maybe not. Well, we know. were in we were in college and high school, so that's where it blurs for me. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone was singing and just randomly they blurred out a line from it and it was just so overdone and it was just everywhere and it was so annoying it took me so long to actually watch it it would have been college I think it would have been college because it was 2013 that it came out okay yeah okay so what are, what are, what are your thoughts Amber I know that you're you feel the same but <laughs> I I feel the same I also like definitely feel that way more so because of the fact of how obsessed my toddler is with it. 
<laughs> oh yeah, you've got that going on. <laughs> I have seen Frozen and Frozen 2 so much, I could probably quote them word for word. And, uh, and like, so don't get me wrong. I am, I love Kristoff. Olaf is, like, one of my favorite characters, like, as far as Disney goes. Like, Olaf is, like, one of my favorite characters. And uh, and I, I relate to Anna on a very deep personal level. But at the same time, I don't want to necessarily watch the movies three times in one week. I have to talk about <laughs> Olaf. Can I talk about Josh Gad for a minute? Because he's the guy who plays Olaf, and I think he just has way too much fun with it. Like, oh, first yeah. of all, his videos that he came out with during COVID, like, as Olaf, it was just, they were phenomenal. I don't know if you guys remember those, but, like, I would go see my nieces and nephews, and when I was done chasing them around with my head chopped off, because that's their favorite game, no matter what we're playing... <laughs> Jenny, you be the dinosaur and we'll run away from you. Whatever it is. Anyways, I would um, pull out those Olaf videos and we would watch them. And even like the one where he's like singing the song and stuff. That one like really touched me. And now Disney Plus has Olaf Presents. And never had I ever thought that I needed Olaf to explain the plot of <laughs> movies such as Tangled and Aladdin to me, which by the way, he totally like murders Jafar and Aladdin, the Aladdin one. You should watch that one, Casey. Um, and they're only four minutes long each. So, but it's just fantastic. And like Josh Gad also did this thing, I think like during COVID where like, I don't even remember what it was, but it was like a certain amount of people did something and he would like, retell certain like um movies in his Olaf voice I feel like he did like Star Wars or something like that so you should look that up on YouTube um anyways I had to go on my Olaf rant because I love Olaf and he loves Worms hugs and so do I so speaking of Olaf presents I could probably also quote those word for word for how many times my toddler has watched that. She's constantly like, Mommy, Mommy, can we watch Olaf? I'm like, oh, you want to watch Frozen? No. I'm like, Frozen 2? No. You want to watch Olaf's Frozen Adventure? No. You want to watch Olaf Presents again? Yes. Let's watch Olaf Presents! Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I have seen them at least... Keeping in mind, these were just released, like, what, on Thursday last week? Yeah, like a week ago. They've been been out a week. I've probably seen them five times. Wow. And they're only four minutes each, okay? However... Since we're talking about since we're talking about Olaf, the best scene from Frozen 2 is when he recaps Frozen. Because I could probably quote that word for word. Yes. 
It is the best. And, like, don't get me wrong. I love Olaf Presents. It is hilarious. But, again, I don't need to see it five times in one week. Now, does she (laughs) just want to watch it or she wants to watch it specifically with you? She just wants to watch it, so I don't necessarily have to watch it, but... Okay, so I'd be like, alright, you're gonna go over here, far away from me, you're gonna have some headphones on, and I'm not gonna hear this again. <laughs> I'm gonna be a great parent, right? <laughs> oh, my yes. child watches way more screen time than I care to admit. Okay, Amber, you pick a question. Okay. Um... Hmm. Ooh. So this was a would you rather question on from one of the Pinterest things that I saw. Would you rather have Snape as a dad or Umbridge as a mom? Oh my gosh. Is this even like a question? Like I think we all know Run the away. Answer, right? <laughs> I would rather live with the Dursleys. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I'm like, I think at this point in time, the Dursleys are looking awfully good. I'd be Snape. I'd be with Snape. I mean, he's he's got to love his own kid, right? What? Quite honestly, I would pick Snape, too. I've seen recently on Facebook about, like, the two professors that hated Harry and how they, like, reacted. And, like, Snape was willing to protect them from a werewolf, whereas Umbridge made Harry and Hermione go in front of her during, like, the centaur scene. It is true. And yeah, I, I, I think it is a no-brainer that I would choose Snape as well, but just the thought of, like, either one of them having to be my parent, just... Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, grow up, you be a potions wizard, literally. Um, he, yeah, I, I don't think there's really any downside. He really only hated Harry because of his father, and he only hated Ron and Hermione because of Harry. I, he was, and, and he was just well, a bully to Neville because, well, Neville could have been Harry, and he wasn't. Yeah. But, I mean, he was pretty chill with people in his house, so. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that'd be an issue. Like, even if with Umbridge as your mom, and even if she did like you, I think her personality is just too grating with that annoying, high-pitched voice. You have to constantly live in pink and cats. <coughs> even if she was the nicest person in the world, I could not deal with that. Well, let's be honest. If we had to pick a professor to be our parents, it would be Professor McGonagall. Of course. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, I gotta pick the next question. Okay. Your favorite underrated Disney movie? Ooh. I've already got mine in my head. Oh, and you can go first. Brother Bear. That is a good one. I love Brother Bear. I love the soundtrack. Like, it's just fantastic. And the storyline, it just gets me. And I can almost, like, right now as I've been, like, talking about it, I can, like, almost pitch myself as, like, a little kid watching it in movie theater. Like, it was just, it's a good, 
good movie. I haven't watched it in a while. Also, they like have the moose, Rut and Tuck, the Canadian moose, <laughs> which I love Canada. But they um they have them do like a commentary for it. And it's the most hilarious thing on the face of the planet. Yeah, that is a good one. I think one of my favorite under most underrated movies is probably um, Big Hero 6. <clears throat> Why was that so underrated? Was it just because... It came it, out around it, the same time as Frozen. Is that okay? Yeah. Like, it came out around I, that time, so... Everyone who talks about absolutely love it. You know, they had Fallout Boy. You know, that was a pretty big thing, but it just got outshined. Yep. Another reason why I feel like Frozen is a little overrated is because it got, it caused Big Hero 6 to be so underrated. And I'm like, Big Hero 6 is such a great movie, though. It is. So... My my child is so cute because she has a little little Baymax crocheted stuffed doll, and that and for the longest time I would tell her it's Baymax, and she'd go, "I know, I love my Boomax." <laughs> <laughs> it was Boomax, not Baymax. It was That's so cute. Just so cute. So, okay, what Casey. About you, Casey. All right, I'm trying to, like, go through all of them. I just Googled it, and I don't know if this counts as underrated, but I absolutely love this movie. I forgot about it, so I'm going to talk about it. I absolutely adore the characters in the movie, but 10 Things I Hate About You. Have you guys seen that? I love that movie. I don't think I've actually seen that one. All right, it's on you Disney+. Have Plus. It's underrated then. Yeah, so now I, I guess I have to go get Disney+. Plus because It's got Heath so- Ledger in it. It's got Heath Ledger, and I absolutely love Heath Ledger. It's got Dozen Gordon-Levitt in it as well, and, oh, what's the other guy's name? What's the girl's I name? She's remember. famous, too. I mean, I mean, they're um, all famous, but yeah, she's popular. Um, oh, geez, what's her name? It, uh, I'm pulling it up right now, but it's got a great cast, very popular cast. Um, her name is Julia Stiles. Yes. But they're all phenomenal. We get Heath Ledger in his prime. He sings. He does. And also the cutest state ever. Like paintball. Well, it wasn't even like paintball guns. But the paintball splat thing that they went to. So cute. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. I don't know if it counts as underrated or not. I feel like maybe it does. Because I feel like it's not a whole lot of people know it. Um, it's also based on one of my favorite Shakespeare plays, The Untaming of the Shrew. I'm not a huge Shakespeare fan. Oh, fifth grade. I can can stand very little Shakespeare, but that's one of the ones I like. See, I know that I know I love Shakespeare. I know that I've already given my underrated, but I do have to put out there Treasure Planet. Yes. Yeah. That doesn't get a whole lot. I love Treasure Planet. Well, guys, we're going to have to have an underrated Disney movie podcast. Somebody write that down. Yes. Yes, since Disney owns so much, there's 
so many different things. Yep. And so I think we need to wrap it up with the questions for now. But all of our listeners, if you have thoughts on questions you want to hear us kind of talk about, or if you want us to do some more question ones, let us know because we have a whole long list that we could definitely do on that. And so we're all ears. Tell us what you want to hear. Quite honestly, guys, I want to just go down this list so bad, but we don't have time. Yeah. So we will definitely probably go down this list at some point in time. I I think we have to. They're just, they're good questions. Mm -hmm. And that's not even all the questions, guys. The pins that I had, that was just part of the questions. (laughs) So, yeah, we'll have to do another questions podcast, but... So if you have questions you'd like to add to the questions podcast, let us know. And we'd like to officially and completely and utterly welcome Casey to the podcast. And that. And so if you have any more questions geared specifically towards her that you'd like to ask, feel free. And have a blessed and magical week. Peace out, guys. See you next time.